Hi, it's Raghu and Ramdas, and this is Ramdas Here and Now podcast, and it's our uh, first of the year, 2017. And uh, thanks for uh, joining us live, so to speak, here. It will be taped and sent out, but live with me right now. And uh, yeah, to say a little bit about uh, what's... Uh, What's on your mind for this new year? Of course, we all have a quite a bit on our minds as we are about to go into this new year and a new president. And I, of course, uh, I on a couple of different podcasts that I've done recently, we've talked about how we got together in uh, Maui and uh, had that wonderful retreat. And certainly this topic came up of of what everybody's going through. Uh, anticipating this new administration and the things that are going to happen. But before anything, I just want you to say hi to everybody. (laughs) Hi to everybody. (laughs) Give us a happy new year. Happy new year to you. Happy new year. Happy new year. (laughs) Happy new year. So uh, one uh, one interesting thing uh, I just because uh, I just read about this in the paper I read that um, Governor Jerry Brown and the uh, the government in California hired Eric Holder who used to be the Attorney General uh, for Obama and hired him to. Um, basically defend the initiatives that California has begun and wants to continue around environmental issues and immigration. And I thought, God, that's a that's a leading light uh, in somewhat of a dark view around these two, certainly these issues, if not many, many, many issues that the new Trump administration is going to bring in. Uh, and And then, next thing I hear... You had a uh, you a hangout with uh, Governor Brown just the other day. Yeah. He came to visit you. Can you just tell us a little bit of that? You know, that's a wonderful circumstance. certainly. Well, he and his wife came to visit, and uh, we talked about love, <laughs> and we talked about. Uh, Buddhism, and we talked about the initiatives that California is protecting. Protecting. Environmentally. Yeah, we talked about environmental issues. Hmm. And... um, But we didn't talk about politics. No. No. I you didn't say we, a word about it? No. Wow. No. No. I figured he came to here, I came to uh, as an old friend, and 
he's got a, a, enough of politics. Yeah, I bet. And I, I, I didn't want my curiosity be the leader from the, of the discussion. Mm, yeah, right. I get you. I get you. And you've known him for quite some time, right? Since the seventies. Yeah. 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 So I imagine he yeah, really he, was coming. Yeah, uh, he and I, um, when I was in California, we had we had, uh, hung out with the same people. So, um, and he <clears throat> he took me to. Um, to meet with uh, the um, Black Panther, um, the head of the Black Panthers. Huey Newton? In, in Oakland, oh, yeah. Huey, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, anyhow, that's uh, that, it's kind of serendipitous because, uh, you know, we have been hearing how uh, Jerry Brown is really not going to kowtow to the federal government and the and the way yeah. that uh, Trump wants to eviscerate the uh, uh, the environmental agreements in Paris, etc., and immigration and the wall, all that kind of stuff. That he is not going to stand for it, and he really, by hiring uh, Eric Holder, made a statement uh, that they are going to defend what they're doing. So uh, that was just kind of a cool thing that. As this is happening, he took a little vacation and decided to visit you. I thought that was great. Um, so, obviously, there is, I, I, in between the words that I'm saying right now, uh, it, there's the implication of the fear and the anger that are so evident uh, in this country from those uh, progressive people... Uh, who really do believe that uh, w the scuttling of this environmental uh, uh, these agreements and and the th kinds of things that uh, Trump is uh, wanting to bring to the table um, are scary prospects. Um, and uh, in a uh, I did a podcast actually with Sharon and uh, Salzberg and Danny Goldberg uh, last week or a week ago. And uh, I had watched this Noam Chomsky. I, I believe you know who he is. Um, yeah. Yeah, philosopher. Um, and he said uh, the real issue here is what the next generations are looking at uh, if all of these things come into effect and um, there isn't, the tide is not turned around the environmental issues that uh, he, I mean, he can be very dramatic. He said, we haven't seen this kind of catac cataclysmic event in 200,000 years, that what what we are looking <laughs> at. <laughs> it's like, I said, I so I mentioned this, you know, in the podcast, and Dan, he said, well, as much as I, I love Noam Chomsky, uh, you know, I do think he, you know, he can go a little bit overboard, and... Uh, <laughs> You know, he talked about um, 
um, r- recognizing the big picture, uh, the historical fact that uh, we have gone through very, very dark times, and there always has been a light that we have followed that has, uh, and, and nothing is permanent, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and we, we need to have that uh, that long view, not just the short view. What What do you? Yeah. yeah what's your uh, feedback on that? Well, I'm for for getting out the long, long view. The long, long view. <laughs> long view. Yeah. And uh, and every time things like this, Maharaji, he say it's perfect. It's perfect. Now, I know that many of your listeners would be uh, feeling repulsed that word. Apoplectic, yeah. Apoplectic is what And I think... It's feeling your feet. Each of us find our our. Well, there's two things. There's being, and there's doing. The doing is is uh, is social action. And we all have to keep our being. We've got to keep our quietness inside. We've got to keep our love. We've got to keep our compassion. We've got to keep our our, our, our wisdom. Um, and, and during during this time during this time and and on the action side we all know what we we can do to alleviate the uh, effects from uh, Donald and I think that I think that I've learned that that social action and spiritual spiritual quietness um, and listening and 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 the witness, to witness the whole thing. Uh, this is the, this is the thing we can do. That these two things are com- coming in. I'm not telling everybody to not not follow their social action, 
but I want everybody to go into that social action with this quietness mm. and and love and wisdom. Mm. It's beautifully said. I do want to go back to to this thing. I I, I don't want to gloss over it because many people really do. We talked about how upset people can get uh, with because uh, this is something that you mentioned in the, in the retreat we had in December, where um, you had an idea to go uh, help people uh, in um, Bangladesh at that time. Uh, and drive there and act as an ambulance with your uh, vehicle. And when you mentioned it to Maharaji, he said, Ramdas, don't go. You don't need to go. Don't you see it's all perfect? I just think that there's so many, there's levels of of that statement. The level of, first of all, where it's coming from, a being that it is not in in duality. I mean, we are so fixed in duality, in in trying to do things, thinking that we will better them. Uh, Trungpa Rinpoche had a great uh, line about that, and he called it idiot compassion, that we think we're going to do something that's going to be helpful, and it has the opposite effect. So a lot of the times we don't know what it is that we're coming at it from from a, such a duality place that we we may not have the effect that we th- we think we we could have. That's that's one level, um, and 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 the other another level is and you correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, he is speaking to you as an individual in that moment, from where you are and where your whole all of the causes and conditions that have brought you into that moment, and into that thought that I need to do something, I need to take that action, and he's speaking to a place in you in that moment, to to raise your consciousness to a level of understanding the big dynamic, right? Rather than being stuck that yep. I need to do something. So I feel like when you when you do report that, it's, it's all perfect. Ram Dass, it's all perfect. Many people react because how could it be all perfect? Look at this suffering. I mean, it's an age-old question, right? And um, and I think that it needs to be it needs to be um, explained in within the context of you and your relation to Maharaji in that moment, and not uh, and something that you needed to hear in that moment that the guy next door didn't didn't need to hear that and it wasn't right for him. So I think that you know that there's a contextual thing here that's going on between uh, Maharaji and you. Is that uh, am I in any way near uh, a truthful? You're thought? near. <laughs> You're near. I think. Um, I think that I that it was true. It was there then. Hmm. And um, uh, we uh, in this 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 political scene, 
I don't think we all should be um, sit back and just be be. Uh, it's just perfect. Yeah. But I want to say just that in the social action, you anything that you do with negative, with frustration, with uh, with uh, anger. Uh, don't you, you because that will that will rile and you should you you, you do your social action with love mm. Mm. I, I mean I, I put Trump on my puja table. <laughs> And it's good work for me. He's good work. He's good work for everybody. And there, I mean, work to do inside the, the fear and anger and mm. and all those things. That's that, that's the work. Mm. That's the work. Yeah. That's that's is that is that inside you? Because love it. <laughs> I mean, those things are are thoughts, and those thoughts are not productive yeah. of our. Then, if you identify with your soul, you love those thoughts. Hmm. And I, I think it's, it's hard to do that. And the hardness is the, is the work. Hmm. Right. Right. Talking about fear, I, I found this quote from Thich Nhat Hanh, uh, who, you, who I know you know, and uh, fear keeps us focused on the past or worried about the future. Ah, uh, yes. If we can acknowledge our fear, we can realize that right now we are okay. Right now, today, we are still alive, and our bodies are working marvelously. Our eyes can still see the beautiful sky. Our ears can still hear the voices of our loved ones. A poetic way to say what you just said, as, as far as I'm concerned. Eh? Yeah, that, beautiful. Yes. Yes, that is beautiful. Yeah. That um, is beautiful. And he also, another one I found, we need enlightenment, not just individually, but collectively to save the planet. We need to awaken ourselves. We need to practice mindfulness if we want to witness, as you've always used that word, 
to if we want to have a future, if we want to save ourselves and the planet, collectively we need to enlighten ourselves and 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 everybody else. Um, so I think there's another thing that um, that that we all have a very hard time with, and that's. Uh, you know, I mean, as you say, we have this wonderful opportunity with with Trump, who is uh, is a poster boy for us for everything that we feel is negative, and and that yeah. that's going to take place in these next years. And some people will say, "Well, he's evil, dark." evil i mean they 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 it 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 becomes a fixture in in their in their minds in our minds and um so i i found something from uh his holiness that i wanted you to sort of comment on um and he was uh he was asked about this and uh he he was mentioning um the, the of course uh, in this particular case it was the acts that brought down the the buildings on September 11th, um, and uh, so so there was the question to him was, um, are some people just really evil and that their nature is evil? And he said, this concept of evil, even the very word evil, can be problematic. As we have discussed before, it seems like in the West... There is a tendency to see things in absolute terms, to see things as black or white, all or nothing. On top of that, under the influence of mental states such as anger, this tendency becomes even stronger. A kind of distortion of one's thinking, one's perception, takes place. So as I mentioned... Oh boy. <laughs> so as I mentioned, <laughs> when you think of such people or events you immediately seek a target right looking for an individual or group to blame something yeah. concrete yeah. that you can direct all your anger and outrage at and in that state you see things in terms of all good or all bad you see people as good or evil so from that perspective you might view a person as purely evil but from a buddhist perspective we have no concept of absolute evil in the sense of evil as something which exists independently, something that is not caused by other factors, that cannot be affected by other factors, and, not, and cannot be changed or modified by other conditions. Absolute evil has a sense of permanence, so we do not accept the idea of evil people in the sense that a particular person's intrinsic nature is 100% evil, and they will remain that way because it is their fundamental, unchanging nature. So basically, if a person commits a very destructive act, you can say that act is evil, no question, and you should always oppose that act as an evil act. You must take a very strong stand. And let's say that the person's motivation for the act was hatred, 
then you can say that both the motivation and the action it leads to are evil because of their destructive nature. But we still cannot view that individual as an evil person, intrinsically and permanently evil, because, and here's the, the big thing, there is always the potential or possibility that a new set of conditions will come into play and that very same person may lo no longer engage in evil behavior. Boy, that's good. Isn't that? His Holiness, yep. the Dalai Lama. And, and don't, we, don't we get into, and then this brings to the point of the polarities that we get into of good and evil, and, uh, and it, I think, uh, and in this case, it's so easy to just have that target. You know, he represents that target, um, and we just, you know, let loose at it all through social media, yeah. all through you know, whatever left-wing left, left -wing media in this case. Um, and, uh, and that polarization starts to um, influence our relationships and our attitudes towards people who brought him into power, who voted for him. And I think that that, um, that creates... The kind of bifurcation uh, in in our within ourselves that makes it almost impossible to have any kind of, of of dialogue whatsoever with people who we don't agree with, and and so how do we deal with that? How do we deal with people who have uh you know who in this case directly who supported Trump and and uh, and have a completely different attitude and opinion about uh, how how uh, this country should uh, be led and uh, and some of the things, particularly, of course, around the environment, which in, in many cases people... Uh, I, I would tell them and to tell yourself, wait and see. Wait and see. Because we have this evil thing uh, in ourselves and the person they and we are Americans that's that's their that's their tr tribe they can't they aren't the other they're part of our tribe and so, so that's what's frustrating us. Mm -hmm. Okay. And one of my doctors is um, a Republican, and more than that, he thinks Donald is is quite. Good, mm. <laughs> and and we we don't talk about politics. <laughs> we don't talk about politics. Yeah, 
but I can see his his mind. But we, I think we've got to get you know, aware that Trump steps on our freedoms and our way of life. But I think we're anticipating, anticipating, anticipating. And I think that's wrong. I think that's wrong. That's, that's the, you're, you're quoting that because past and future are, are the, the storyline and we don't have to be caught in the storyline. Mm. And let's just get here now at the moment. And I, I know you, uh, people say that I'm I'm hiding in hiding in in spirituality and not uh, and not taking the situation seriously but i'm understanding i i do take this seriously but i'm being by being joyful and and loving and compassionate and wise we are in, in this moment in this moment to examine your ego and examine the environment and we can do that we can do that and we can do that and that will cause a lot of light in in the light in the in the situation i i talked to jerry i said to him 
I'm spreading, spreading love. That's what I'm doing for, for the situation. And he, he took that, but, but, <laughs> but from where he's standing, Raghav you and I we are knowing Maharaji interesting to to, to look at Maharaji and look at Trump and around around real power, real power and real wisdom. And then our fears dissipate and the people who are terribly afraid by this situation, they look at me and see, why isn't he afraid? And I have this compassion, this, this Maharaji and, and Trump comparison. Yeah. Mm. And I think it goes back to what you said earlier in this conversation around love. When you talk about, I mean, it just occurred to me as you, when you said we have Maharaji, and to just imagine taking. I, when you and then you mentioned Trump, right? You know, the, right, in the same sentence. And so for me, I had a picture of Maharaji. This is just what happened, and and what that always leads me to on a you know immediate basis is this different feeling inside of more of the kind of unconditional love that it's, it is, then I start to hear that statement, it's all perfect, way more than I can when I'm in polarized, which is probably what he was trying, getting to you about, you know. When you live in unconditional love, then you act in the right manner, you act in a compassionate manner. So it actually, I mean, talk about putting it in action, but I, I had that all-encompassing feeling when you said that to me uh, just in this moment about Maharaji that we've had that experience of that unconditional love and then Trump came into my mind an image of him and then suddenly that uh, his vibration and my projections of him as a quote-unquote bad person 
got completely surrounded by this Maharaji-ness, which unconditional love, you know, that's just a name we have by virtue of a body we saw all those years ago and that we have a relationship beyond a body with now, encompassed that projection of that being. And not to say, you know, I mean, as much as, you know, you say, well, we got to wait and see, and, and I, I find a, I have a hard time with wait and see when he's already proved, so, you know, by virtue of every cabinet. I talked to Lama Soltram the other day. She said, yeah, every time he elects a new cabinet minister, I sink down even further, you know, and that, that that's a reality. But there was a way in which I, I could understand in the moment of surrounding of the truth of surrounding this in that kind of um, vibration of unconditionality and what His Holiness yeah. said that nobody is intrinsically bad, evil, nobody. And, uh, and the only way that we can actually allow a person to grow and to change at all is to... Um, set up that unconditionality within ourselves. So, um, yeah. Good. Good. We reached the conclusion Good. here. <laughs> <It's> all, <laughs> love is all you need. Right? John Lennon was right. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> uh, that's so great. Um, and the other thing, uh, and talking about love, um, Sharon at the end of our little podcast the other day, um, which you guys can find on on the uh, uh, my mind rolling podcast with Danny Goldberg and Sharon Salzberg, because uh, I think we called it "Love Is Beyond Time." In relation to this whole situation, um, and and Sharon said, "Love is not a feeling; it's an activity, and also a responsibility." And that kind, I love that because it tied it to we become that, and then that that is social action. That responsibility, it's what you're doing and what you've been saying you're doing, which is yeah. I, I'm shining that which I have worked on in myself to be able to connect with that unconditionality of love, and uh, that that is uh, I think it's a nice thing. That is a responsibility. It's a responsibility. That is our responsibility, yeah. Sure. And and it, it it is a social action. Yeah. Very much. That's what I I felt from the Saver Foundation. Mm. They were talking responsibility, but they and they looked at me. What what what's here? The he doing here? <laughs> and. <laughs> and I looked at it myself that way, and I saw that I was I was responsible. I was responsible. Mm. Mm. Right. Oh boy. And I, yeah. This this book that that that, that Ramesh and I have been doing, mm. um, 
it's a, a book about uh, my life. And the relation of spiritual and and social action it, it, it's complicated <laughs> it's complicated yeah. it's complicated <laughs> yeah. so complicated because it's emotions and awareness and consciousness. It's yeah. a pretty good New Year's message, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. I, I, the New Year is surrounded and in you by love. We're just getting going with this evolution, uh, evolution of consciousness. I want all of you to feel your your soul. And that's who you really are. Who you really are. That's, that's a message. Thank you. That's a message. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So lovely. So lovely. Um, Happy New Year. Ram, Ram. Happy New Year. <laughs> Ram, Ram. Everybody, Ram, this Ram. is <laughs> Ram, Ram. This is this is your podcast, Ram Das here and now, that I am the host of, and happy to be so, and lucky that we've been doing this for quite some time, and uh, we're going to do some more as this New Year progresses. So. Tune in next week, and this you this is all on due to the provenance of the Love Serve Remember Foundation, which Ram Dass and a bunch of friends started many years ago, and uh, of course Ramdas.org, and now the Be Here Now Network, which dot com, which has all these wonderful podcasts and teachers. So thank you for being with us, and we will. See you next time around.